that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people and I've played some too. And there's one thing I know, people like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where you at, baby? Hi, I'm Megan. Thanks for joining me on the Spudcast podcast while I'm talking out my ass. Got a good show for you tonight. Going to talk to Aaron Mishler. Aaron Mishler is uh, the president of the New Orleans Firefighters Union, and we're talking about furloughing all the people who keep you safe in the city and how he don't like that because now they got three people in a four-man truck and they got rigs that are closed and it just ain't the best thing in the world. In the meantime, this. But here, and you know the first place I go when my family needs to see a doctor is rapid urgent care. I mean, you're in and out of there in 40 minutes, give or take. You spend that much time in an ER just waiting to get triaged. From a broken ankle to a bee sting to a COVID test, Rapid Urgent Care's got you covered with clinics all over southeast Louisiana. You don't need an appointment. Just walk right in with your ID and your insurance card. Or you can sign up for their health care partnership. Rapid Urgent Care also has a telemed center. Just waiting for your call might save you a trip. Go to rapidurgentcare.com to find out more and to find the clinic nearest you. Hey, what you got going this weekend? Can't go to the game. You can't even tailgate. So what you going to do? Go fishing. Get yourself a licensed and insured charter guide on lasaltwater.com. Super easy to follow that website. What you going to catch? Where you want to catch it? How you want to catch it? All the big ones are waiting for you. And to top it off, you'll still be able to watch the game on TV at the lodge at the end of the day of fishing. Sounds great? Got an open spot for you, babe. You want in? Just sign up on lasaltwater.com. And uh, so I'm talking to my friend Aaron Mishler, who just happens to be the head of the New Orleans Firefighters Union. And uh, wouldn't you know it, in the in the bit of conversation comes up uh, this furlough deal that they got going on in the city. Hi, uh, Aaron, I mean, there ain't enough for you to go around as it is, bro. What's the firefighters going to do if y'all going to take a day? Uh, it's not if we got to take a day. We are taking days. As of last Sunday, October 11th, uh, 13 firefighters per day are being furloughed. And like you said, that's on top of the already 20 to 30 firefighters a day short we uh, already were. So, uh, yeah, those those numbers are adding up to about 40 or 50 firefighters short every day. Every day. Yes. And so you're out. I mean, OK, uh, I'll tell you folks out there, we, we were supposed to start our conversation about 30 minutes ago, but he was on a call. So, uh, you know, so he's he's calling me. Uh, we're talking. He's at the firehouse and I'm uh, in my private room where I keep all my private things. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Aaron, how long you been? Uh, how long you been the union chief over there, Aaron? You, you told me before when I interviewed you on the radio, but, you know, right. I, uh, three years, uh, three years this, uh, October. So this month made three years as the union president. And, uh, is it like a term limited type of thing or as long as they keep reelecting you, how long, is, how long are you in there for? It's three year terms and you get reelected. Uh, uh, I was just reelected, uh, this week or last week. Sorry. Who ran against you? Nobody. So yeah, you didn't even have to put a sign up, huh? Didn't even have to put signs up. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I never held any kind of office like that. Uh, you, you, what do you do when when they're having a thing when the union meeting? Do you go around to the firehouses on your off days and go, hey man, vote for me? Here's a button and here's a lollipop for your kids. Or something. That's pretty much what we did three years ago to to take out the entire board. Uh, three years ago, we didn't like the direction it was going. Uh, you know, they made some bad decisions on a lot of things. Uh, so we decided we, you know, we were going to take it over. Three, Who's three we? guys. 
me, John Gallagher, and Rick LaCava, uh, my vice president and uh, mm -hmm. secretary treasurer, we decided that, you know, we're going to run together and make some changes. And we won in the landslide and nobody ran against us this time. Well, there you go. Well, I mean, I don't know what all you guys do. I mean, I'm in a, I'm in the SAG after union, you know, but I just right. pay my dues and I get my health insurance through that. Last time you and I spoke, though, we, we talked about the shortage of men. And this was before right. long before Corona hit. Uh, so now and now this uh, this thing and the city's never got money. They've always they've been behind uh, in your pension for a long time. Right. Uh, and so, I mean, you and I actually spoke about what would be the possibilities of you guys actually joining on with the state's pension system, you know, instead of instead of being the New Orleans firefighters. And I was actually at the grocery the other day, and here comes a bunch of uh, of JP firefighters. Right. And They're I said, yeah. And I asked them, I said, what do well, you know? What do y'all think about all this stuff going on in the city with the firefighting? He goes, it sucks. You know, I'm glad I don't have to tap that dance, you know, and then they're, and right. and they're, they know all about your, I mean, I don't know if they could even do anything with carry a sign and go, we want to move to the state. Why, what's, what's keeping you from doing it? Is the city like blocking you from going to the state? No, absolutely not. It's just, uh, we, we have a system that that's been in place for years. Uh, the city used to run our, uh, pension system and they bankrupted it, uh, back in the the seventies. And then in the 80s, the, the firefighters decided to, to start their own pension fund, and it was, it was doing great. And we had some guys who were in there who were kind of mismanaging it along with the city. Uh, and then Landrew came in and, you know, completely decimated it. We cannibalized the system because uh, all the mayors up, to, up through Landrew weren't paying the, the share that they were supposed to be paying into our pension. So it, it kind of took a, uh, it cannibalized itself and got really far down and Landrew wanted to take it over, but we cleaned out that board as well and, and, you know, wiped them clean and the, the pension board now and the pension systems on good footing, we've paid off all the debts and now we're starting to make investments and pick it back up. And it's good. It would just be too expensive for us to buy into the, to the, the state. state pension system. Yeah. Yeah. But what, I mean, well, of course, the state of Louisiana didn't exactly have the. It's 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 better, I guess. But I guess in your case, it's better for you guys to be in charge of your own stuff. I mean, can is there right. a way for you to tell the mayor to piss off and not touch? This is our money. We we put it together. I mean, who the hell are you? They uh, don't... We do, we do, and and we we make our own investments. But the the city has a, a you know an actuarial that they have to pay into our, our system, kind of like a match. You know, they have to mm -hmm. come in and pay. So we pay our percentage and then the city comes behind us and pays that. And the, the problem with the old pension system, uh, the mayors weren't paying the money that they were supposed to. So we were taking, we weren't able to invest money the way we were, we were supposed to when the, uh, mm -hmm. when the bull market hit, you know, so we weren't able to, to catch all those gains that everybody else was getting because we didn't have the money to do it because we were being shorted. Can you but all of that? Oh, we sued. We won. Uh, that's why everything's, you know, coming up that the city has to pay all that back pay back into the pension system over a period of time. Well, you must and, have won in a federal court because you go to state yes, court and, and yes. sue against the city of New Orleans. They gonna, yeah, you might win, but you ain't never going to see no money. Nobody. No, we, we, we won and we're getting, uh, you know, 33 to 36 million dollars a year put back into the pension system so on top of yours on top of your contributions on the city kicks in 33 to 36 million right and it comes down every year uh you know as they pay it off as they pay off that back and how much they owe you 
How much uh, did they owe and how much are they caught up? I believe it's 150 million uh, altogether. And it's been, what, four or five years now that they've been paying? I, I believe four years. I think Landrew's last term was when they started, his last uh, year in office is when they started paying. Mm -hmm. So they're going to catch up the next, you know, three or four years. No, it'll be it'll be a little while. It'll be uh, wait a minute, a hundred. I mean, thirty thirty million bucks a year and a hundred and fifty. Well, that, years. that's also that's also paying what they owe as well as the back, oh as well as the back. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because so, they got to continue to pay. I'm not even thinking about that. Pay. Yeah, they got to uh. continue to pay. So, uh, it, it'll be over eleven to twelve years, I believe, is what the. So they're gonna, but they're gonna constantly forever pay into this thing. It's just that they're gonna have to kick in that extra money every year until right. they get it paid off. Right. You know, and then and then and then now, they... some of the things <laughs> some of the things they like to hang on us when you know when Landry was in office is, is that the the firefighters pension system is costing us so much money, but they don't uh, they don't like to mention that the the system that they bankrupted back in the seventies now they pay that uh, mm -hmm. as it goes they pay it those checks the city writes those checks to those pensioners uh, every year uh, or every month I should say and then. I believe it was Moriel came in and, and tried to play the market and, and took out $100 million in bonds to invest so he could pay off the old pension system and, and while still making money, and they lost that $100 million. So they're still paying for that mistake. They're still paying the old pension system, and they're paying for what they shorted. So they like to say the firefighters are costing them a ton of money, but it was all their mistakes that are costing them that money, not, not the firefighters. Yeah. All right, we're going to step away for a second. When we come back, we're going to pick up this uh, this furlough thing. I don't know how the hell they're going to pay you now since they're furloughing people because they shut down everything and nobody's making any money, period. So I don't know where they're going to get that 33 mil from. And I'm sure we'll be tap dancing right back down to the federal court. Aaron Mishler is my guest. He's the head of the New Orleans Firefighters Union. And we're talking when we get back about the furloughs and the shortage and exactly how much danger that puts your average New Orleans citizen tourist you know i mean does that affect is that affect me going into the city to get something to eat or do something like that because if you know somebody flicks a cigarette butt out the window who do i know what's going to happen to it right back with more and aaron mishler right after this just when you thought 2020 had served up the worst it had to offer here comes hurricane season and the flooding rains of summer right does the sound of thunder strike fear in your home in a good year well, I can't help you with pandemics or Saharan sand, but I can tell you how to fix your flooding problem. Call the team at Home Team Elevation. Their precision home raising equipment will lift you above the floods. It's height done right, guaranteed. Get your flooding problem fixed now with the Home Team Advantage. Experienced, hands-on, local owners. In the worry, stop insurance rate hikes. You want design choices? On the home team, you're the MVP. So don't wait. Elevate with home team elevation because the flood stops here. Get your free quote at 3011222, 3011222, or go to hometeamelevation.com. And we're back here talking to Aaron Meshler, the uh, firefighters, New Orleans Firefighters uh, Union Chief. How can people get in touch with you guys, you know, to find out more about what you're going on? Or, man, if somebody's interested in becoming a firefighter, would you suggest they call you guys first or call uh, or call the city? No, you call the city. You call uh, civil service down at City Hall if you're interested in being a firefighter. Fill out a card, and they'll contact you when testing's available. Mm-hmm. 
But I would think it would be more interesting to call the actual firefighters in the union and go, uh, am I stepping in a big pile of dog do over here or what? You know? Well, yeah, you would think with, with uh, we're losing a bunch of guys uh, every year. Uh, it seems like week to week now we're losing guys to other other departments across the state and across the country. Just uh, mm-hmm. we're not we're not competitive with those with those other departments. Well, that's the same thing about the cops, too. And it's like, right. you know, you go through all that training and then spend a year or two on the on the job and get the uh, get the experience. And then, boom, they go someplace else where, A, there ain't as many fires and B, they ain't got to deal with the uh, the leadership that you got to deal right. with. Right. It seems like that's the that's the M.O. of New Orleans. Doctors, cops, firefighters, they come here, get all the experience they can get within two years, get all the classes for free, get all the training. And then everybody's lined up to take them away. And I don't blame them. Yeah, but I mean, if that were the case, couldn't you? Like, you can't join the army for two years. You got to sign up for a four-year hitch. I mean, so if you want to, if you want to get free training to become a firefighter, which you can take that training anywhere else, right? Why can't you? Why can't the city make a demand that you're going to give us four years to pay for the the training that we gave you? You know, yeah. I, I, that seems fair to me. But it still, it still wouldn't make a difference. In four years, we'd lose just as many guys. It, it wouldn't. It really wouldn't make a difference. There's no way to stem that that tide. Guys used to come on this job as a career uh, and spend 30 years, and and now it's they come here get the training, and and I don't blame them for for you know finding a better opportunity. Well, then why are you there, dude? I'm I'm vested. I have 23 years in. I've been a captain for 15 years now. I got uh I got eight to 10 years left, and I and I'll be done. Hmm. Let's talk plus, about plus I love New Orleans. So. Well, yeah, everybody else does too. That's what you know, musicians come down here. That's strange too. It's like some people come here and and they learn their craft, but people that are from here got to go someplace else to be famous. You right. know? So right. like, yeah, but I don't, I don't know. Where do you become famous as a firefighter and I guess with a I guess with a social media now and a lot of yeah, people I, taking pictures. I guess you can. <laughs> no. That ain't what you do it for though. No. Let's talk about furloughs, man. Yeah, I was reading the articles about that. You're going, you're sending out trucks uh, with only three men on them, and a, a safe crew on a truck is a minimum of four. So you're beneath safety to begin with. So now right. we're talking about not only my safety. I don't live in the city, you know that. And I live in Jefferson right. Parish, but I go into the city and right. I do, you know, frequently. And and so now we're talking about my safety. But we're also talking about your safety, and we're also talking about if a fire gets to be a four or five alarm fire, then the next thing you know, you you ain't got many more alarms. If case you got something all the way on the other side of town, right? So and that, that's the problem with furloughs and and, and taking people taking companies out of service. Uh, like you said, a minimum of four is the national standard. Uh, you know, to have four in a truck that allows you to have two people go in and two people out just in case they they need to rescue. It's two in, two out. Now. Uh, with only three people on, on each unit, and when one gets up, there's nothing they could do until the second company gets there. So if there's somebody screaming trapped inside the fire, that we, we can't go in and rescue them. So that that's one way that safety's uh, compromised. Uh, others is with them closing companies uh, to just to make the minimum of, of or less than minimum, the unsafe number of three, mm-hmm. they have to send extra companies to to fires just to have enough people on the scene. Uh, to get that fire out. So now you have closed companies, which puts big swaths of areas that are uh, uncovered. And then by sending extra companies to these fires, you have other big parts of the city that unprotected. And Chief McConnell on uh, TV yesterday said that they like to move them around like checkers, but there's no way to stop 
big swaths of the city from being unprotected. Well, well not only that, but I mean, we're walking into fire scene. I mean, I just had the guy come, I, you know, they come and check my air conditioner and I got a generator too. Right. And I have them serviced twice a year in the spring, in the spring, they come and check my AC. They just came and check my heater to make sure, you know, my house is not going to gas me or something like that. But you got a lot of people who don't do that. You got a lot of people who got those little space heaters that they plug too many into, or they got those little old timey gas heaters that they put something too close to. And it's Christmas is coming up and we all know how fast I can watch those videos and see how fast them Christmas trees go up. And you guys bang a drum every year. So frankly, now is not the time to be shorthanded in the fire department. No, we actually had a a fire last night. I I worked, I was on duty uh, last night as well. I'm working for someone else today uh, because nobody can get off. So last night we have a fire uh, right there in the in the Carrollton area, and, and we go there, and you know everybody's flying around trying to get to the fire. Well, our dispatch, the the one the dispatch who sends people to the the fires, we had a company out of service last night that should have been at that fire, but they were out of service. But what does that mean? Kept, they were out of service, but they should have been at the fire. They were no, but I mean, why Why are they out of service? They just, everybody's furloughed or the truck's furloughed. broken? Right. They were furloughed, so they had to shut that, that company down. But dispatch didn't know that they were out of service. They just kept dispatching them until the chief came on the radio and said, you know, they're out of service. The fire alarm said, well, nobody told us that they were out of service. Well, mm-hmm. they've been out of service all day, so they had to dispatch a company from uh, the ladder truck from Elysian Fields and Galvez all the way to uh, Nelson and uh, Carrollton. So they had to come that all that distance yeah, to get to that fire. Yeah, that's a, that takes a little while. And that shows you that the distances that some people have to come when, when yeah. companies are out of service. And I know there's, a, you know, I don't, don't, folks out there listening, don't take this the wrong way, but a, a lot of y'all are really stupid. And you don't know how to get out of the way of a fire truck, you know? I mean, when a fire truck is behind you and the lights and the sirens are on, it's okay to run the red light. Just try yeah, not to get, get hit. We get a little trouble with that, with uh, people not getting out the way and slowing down. Uh, I, I always get out the way because I'm figuring, hey, you do, uh, if you're going to come to my house, I don't want somebody else in my way. Right. But you that's know? another thing that, that's going to, you know, that, that's going to hurt uh, is response times. With, with companies being out of service, it's going to take us longer to go that extra distance to, to get to that fire. So you take uh, our average four minute response time is now gonna go up to eight to 10 minutes. When, and like I said, we, every second counts in, in our job. That's a, yeah. a difference between life and death. So the extra four minutes is, is you know, like you said, can be life or death. Let Another me ask you this real quick. You talk about four minutes response time. From the time the bell goes off in the firehouse, how long, does it take you guys to jump in your bunker gear and jump on the truck and take off? It generally takes us about a minute to get dressed and out the house. Uh, so in the 60 guys, seconds from the bell ringing to you driving out of the house. Pretty about much, yeah, about 90 seconds, uh, that's, 80, that, 80 to 90 seconds. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, we have the guy who drives. Uh, that's an operator. He he knows where the fire is. You know, he knows his area, which mm-hmm. is another problem with closing houses and detailing guys all around. You're learning a new area, so he knows where he's on there. He's got the truck started, ready to go. The other three guys getting dressed within a minute on the truck, seat belted in, and out the door within 90 seconds, and and we're on our way to the fire. So the so the driver doesn't have to put on his bunker gear. He's driving, but I'm sure he has it with him when he gets there. He has it with him, right? Yeah, cool. All right, so keep going. I'm sorry. I just, I, I you know, I, I wanted to get clarified because most people's experiences from watching old emergency episodes from the 70s, right. you know. 
now we have we have districts and and things that are called first up areas that each each house has it's their immediate area that they respond they're the first company on the scene yeah and the the driver knows this whole area he's you know uh, drivers you know pick spots and they learn the areas and it's just repetition they know the streets they know where the potholes are in the streets they know which streets are closed they know which ones are one ways where the cars parked, whether these people usually don't follow parking restrictions and park up to the corner. They know all these things. So they're prepared for that. But mm-hmm. now when you're going out of your area, the, the next station's closed. So now you're taking in their area. You don't know that one as well. You know it a little bit, but you don't know all those little things that shave 30, 45, a minute off your time that, to get there and get these things done. You know where each hydrant is, you know the hydrant that leaks, you know the hydrant that works, you know all these things. These are things that now you have to take into account when you get there. I got to think about this now. It's not second nature anymore. I need to. I need to find this. There's just no like muscle memory out. involved in all this kind of right. stuff. Right. Yeah. And that's that's things that you know city hall doesn't think about. And well, no, they that. don't run into fires. It's the same no. thing with cops. You know, it's the same thing with EMTs. I mean, you know, I know CPR, and I I learned. Uh, uh, I'm an Eagle Scout, so I learned uh, first aid, and I know more than the average bear. But uh, I, I'm not anywhere near a, an EMT's league about something like, I can stop arterial blood flow, and that's about as good as I'm going to get. Right. But, you know, I can't do what you guys do. And then, right. and a lot of people don't think about it. They just go, hurry up, you know, get out there and, and save his life because I got to go watch the game. And and the companies that they're putting out of service right now are some of the busiest companies in the city. You have Engine 27, which is on um, Galvez and Elysian Fields is closed today. They're constantly in the top five uh, busiest houses in the city. Uh, Rescue 7 on St. Peter and Basin Street. They're in the top 10 in the country every year, busiest rescue units in the country. And they're out of service today. And Ladder 9 on uh, Norman Francis, formerly uh, Jeff Davis, they're out of service today. So you have big swaths of mid-city. Yeah. Uh, you know the the seventh ward and and Treme uh, don't have that that coverage that they would. Does that have. open the city up for a, like I said a lawsuit that you ain't gonna win anyway unless you sit federal win court? It, but no, because they you know they they say they have coverage just they're not promising the times they'll promise somebody will show up they just mm-hmm. they can't tell you when they'll show up. And another problem we run into with being so short a uh, problem we ran into last night with that fire we had two firefighters that were injured. Uh, but decided to power through the rest of the night and not, you know, not go home in the middle of the night because they would have had to close another company just to to fill those spots. Yeah. So those guys would, you know, were banged up and, and decided. Well, so they're just, working, yeah. They're working I'll hurt. Just, yeah, working hurt. So I'll power through from two in the morning till seven in the morning and just worry about it in the morning. Yeah. Um, well, all right. My last question, because I'm running out of time. Right. I know you don't, I mean, you're a firefighter, you're a captain, you know this system. What's going on in the city that they can't furlough more people who don't directly deal with the safety of the people in the city of New Orleans? I mean, you know, they go, oh, we got to spread this across the board. But look, you guys, your first responders, man, you never right. know when shit's going to happen. I mean, that's, when... that's the biggest problem. And, and what I've been fighting, I've been up in Baton Rouge all last week trying to get more money uh, allocated to the city specifically for public safety to not have these cuts. And their response was, we know the mayor has money there that she can use not to cut. And I was like, I understand that, but I, I can't keep arguing with her. I, I, we need help. 
I, I know when I asked uh, our chief, uh, is there any way that we could do this by just cutting overtime? Because our overtime is an exorbitant number that's up because they refuse to hire people. We keep losing people hand over fist, so our overtime's out the box. I was like, is there a way that we can do this by just cutting overtime and, and using what we have? And, and Chief McConnell said, we, we probably can. Yes, we can. But the mayor says, no, everybody's going to be furloughed. Everybody has to share in this sacrifice. And that's what both. How Tim many Weather furlough said. days does she take? I have no idea. They, they have salary. I mean, look, let's so... not kid ourselves. You, you think we could we could go through, you know, five, six, eight days without the mayor? Oh, <laughs> I ain't going to make you answer that. I ain't going to make you answer that. I'll, I'll answer it. Yes, we but, can. But but the, the problem is, is, is it's a $6 million state for the entire city to be furloughed. Like she said, is only saving $6 million. The furlough public safety alone is 3 million. So I can't believe that there's, she's going to put people's lives at risk for $3 million savings. That, that it makes no sense yeah. at all. Yeah. I can't wait for the next election. There's going to be some, and I can't wait for, if there is a Mardi Gras, what crew to view and detail and uh, those kinds of those kinds of floats right. are going to be, you know. Well, sure anyway, cancel the Halloween parade. But yeah. another thing with with you know her the, the COVID response and and say you know she says that's saving lives, which I, I agree. The numbers are that you know the numbers are down. It 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 did work at you know at the expense of city revenue, but then to turn around and create another problem by by cutting public safety and putting the lives of those same citizens physically at risk. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't do any good. I mean, the bottom line is you're still dead. If you don't, if you die uh, from COVID, or if you die because the firefighters could not get to you in time, or the police right. could not uh, get to you in time, or the EMTs could not get to you in time, same right. difference. You know, yeah. you're gone for con. And the first, the first job of government is to protect the citizens. Protect the citizens, right? Aaron Mishler, thanks for taking the time, man. Good luck to you. You know where uh, you're always welcome here. Absolutely, I appreciate it, bud. Not a problem, man. Be safe. Go home. Take a bath. Have a cold beer. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I'll see you. Bye. All right, bye. Spot here. Did you know 70% of the 240 top-selling CBD products online not only have lead, they got arsenic, they got pesticides, they got toxic mold. Quit fooling around and get the only CBD product guaranteed to be 100% organic by the USDA. SunMed CBD products from your CBD store. They're on Magazine Uptown, on Vents in Metry, and on Manhattan in Harvey. They have in-store specials, or you can order online at yourcbdstorenola.com. Use the promo code WELCOME. Get 10% off your entire order. I scream, you scream, we all scream for beads and doubloons and coconuts and marching bands and walking clubs and tableaus and mask balls and mystic crews and everything else that says Mardi Gras. Keep Mardi Gras what it's always been, a family event before Lent. If you want to help keep traditions alive, go to MardiGrasAlliance.com and join the growing group of businesses, citizens, and carnival entities that want to keep Mardi Gras a safe and happy event without it being regulated to death. Go to MardiGrasAlliance.com and laissez les bon temps rouler. All right, that's uh, your Spudcast. But before we go, it's time for Dumbass of the Day. The latest dumbass is a double dumbass because I don't know which one's dumber. Apparently, out in the middle of no place in Vegas somewhere, this guy had a brand new car, but he locked his little toddler girl up inside, and uh, it wasn't AC one running. So he calls the cops, and the cops show up, and they're going to break the window but the guy won't let him do it because it's a brand new car. So while they're sitting there arguing back and forth, the little girl dies. And the cops finally break the window and the girl's dead, so they arrest him. But who's the bigger dumbass? I mean, uh, uh, you're a cop, you got a stick, you got a gun, you got handcuffs, and you got a toddler baking in a car. 
Dude, I, I, I wouldn't even, there wasn't even a discussion to go around. Break the thing. If the guy would have fought you, guess what? You're going to jail. You end up in jail anyway, but the girl might have lived. So there you are. You got a pair of dumbasses in Vegas and a poor little girl who's no longer with us. Thank you ever so much. And thank you for joining us here on the Spudcast Podcast, talking out my ass. Thanks, Aaron uh, Mishler, the president of the New Orleans Firefighters Union, for uh, telling us about what's going on in the city and how we all need to stay safe on our own, it seems like to me. In the meantime, uh, appreciate you joining me. You can find this uh, podcast on uh, on Red Circle, on Spotify, on uh, Google Music Play. You can find it on Public Radio, iHeart, Pandora, and also link to my Facebook pages, Spud's Friends and Fans. The Big Teasy, and my Facebook page, John McConnell. And I'm also on Twitter at SpudGotDat. SpudGotDat on Twitter. Uh, if you want to send me a note or you got an idea for a show, thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. That's the easiest, quickest way to reach me. In the meantime, y'all be safe. Watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecone.